I'm Natalie Stout. And I'm CG England. Welcome to the Roommates Podcast, where we talk about being local business owners, small town life, and saying yes to new adventures. Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining us again on the Roommates Podcast. I am here with CG, and we have a very special guest today who, um, this time it's a little different. Most of the time we know a little bit about everybody we bring on the podcast, but we are with Miss Sarah Cripps. And she is a attorney from Smithville, Tennessee, and there's so much more about her. I'm going to let her uh, tell her story, but uh, ever since moving to Smithville, I have had this just, like, she's like a celebrity down there to me. I went to her haunted um, haunted tour about two years ago with Sharon Ooh. Clark, where, like, they did a haunted, she does a haunted tour around Stop. telling the history of, she's a historian, <gasps> and tells the history of Smithville, and, like, the kind of, you know, haunted tales or whatever. It was so cool. I hope they do it again. They did it for We're the shelter. We're doing it this October. Yay! Um, definitely coming. Yeah, yeah. It, you and Michael will love it. And it's a foot tour. She does an amazing job telling the story. But anyways, that's when I first became a fan. And then I was like, ooh, I want to have her on the podcast. Yeah. She's just I, so inspiring. I injured my foot one year, last year, or the last time we did it. So I had to stand on the back of a golf cart. <laughs> I remember the golf yeah, cart. Yeah, I yeah. just kind of thought you were like a princess and like no. they were just riding you around. <laughs> and I had hurt my foot, but normally it's a foot tour for me too. And we had that big speaker. So, oh yeah, it was super I cool. I didn't want to carry it. There's so much history to Smithville. So go yeah. ahead and kind of, kind of tell us, Sarah, tell us who you are and what you're tell about. Tell us like how you grew up and, and how you became who you are today. Like give us the whole kind of history. Well, so I was born in 1972 in the la- last third of the last century that we've had. <laughs> I love it. That hurts my soul. <laughs> but anyway, and and so I was born with what they call bilateral anophthalmia, or, or, you know, it's no development of globes in the eyes. And there was underdevelopment of the optic nerves. And then I also had a bilateral cleft lip and palate and um so as soon as I was born I was born at DeKalb General at the time in Smithville my dad takes one of the nurses who's in the labor and delivery room and knows that he has to go to a larger facility to get the care I need and takes off in a car like it was crazy (laughs) and so he and this nurse they go to Murfreesboro and Murfreesboro says well there's nothing we can do you know for her and then so he takes me to Vanderbilt and I stayed there for you know several months and had my first surgery when I was two weeks old and at that time they had never uh, anesthetized a a pediatric patient for as long as they did me so it was pretty iffy and they said you know she may make it she may not make it we don't know blah 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 and but I did, obviously, or I wouldn't be sitting here talking That's to right. you. And so there were a lot of surgeries just growing up, and I had an underbite, which was inherited, actually, from other family members, more distant. But So I had to have, you know, maxillary advancements where they break your jaw and move your jaw forward. I had that. CG had that, no too. No joke. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I had that. And back then, they didn't put titanium in your face. They put other metals. So, it, mine were wired for th- three months oh or better. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have the titanium version. Well, I had to do it again, and I got the titanium. There we so, go. So, yeah. You, our heads are like drivers. Literally. Big, big Bertha <laughs> driver. <laughs> and um, oh, so then, and I, and I 
you know, the doctors at the time told my parents that um, they thought I was um, deaf. They thought I was had an intellectual disability. They told my parents I'd never walk mm. and that they should put me in, in that they should institutionalize me. And so, you know, my dad, thank God, was a doctor and he just didn't believe all that. Thank you, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Hugh Don, and so he, Hugh Don. I've heard the name since I've been the, in Smithville. Yeah. He's a popular doctor. Well, and he's still practicing. Oh, that's oh, why I hear yeah. the name wow. still. And started his practice the month I was born. So wow. he started his job and had a baby and was playing ambulance driver. <sighs> all Literally, in the same like month. you yeah. were born, and he scoops you up, and we gotta go. Mm-hmm. We gotta go figure yes. this out yeah were you born at smithville hospital yeah, yeah. okay yeah wow. and so and then and i and i was able to attend public school um and was the first totally blind student to matric- matriculate through from kindergarten all the way through high school graduation in as a mainstream student were the, the first student in, in the state of Tennessee to do that. In the whole state? Yeah, but it's been yeah. a long time, you know. No, it hasn't. We're not talking about the 1800s. <laughs> it this feels like Depending on the day, it feels like yeah. it. But yeah. So were the schools equipped, or did you just have well, to? Well, my mother, you know, she pushed very hard um, because I had to learn Braille, and I learned print and had a print and different things and so not at the time but you know my mom made repeated trips to the school board they wanted me to go to the school for the blind and she was not having that she wanted me to grow up among the people that I would be with in the world at large I love your parents yeah and so um that's how I came to be that you know, I stayed in the local schools as my mom basically had to fight she the school board. She was your board. advocate. Yeah, she's a good one. Yeah. She's like a general in the oh, army. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, Rita. Rita and Hugh Don. Mm-hmm. And both of them, them still live in Smithville. Yes, they I still live in I've the got to meet them. Me yeah, too. The house I grew up in, oh. and they, we, they still live there. No, do you oh. have siblings? I do. I'm the youngest. Oh, I another love baby. to say yes. <laughs> my <laughs> eldest sister is Rachel. Rachel Cripps McCarter, and and she lives here in Cookville. Her husband is a surgeon, Jeff McCarter, that's in the practice with Dr. Copeland and Dr. Moore. Okay. And then the middle child is Martha Cripps Cooper, and she lives in Smithville. Okay. Mm -hmm. So all girls. All girls. Tell Tell us a little bit about deciding to be a lawyer. When did you know you wanted to be an attorney? Well, I, my family told me re- repeatedly, you know, that you will argue with a signpost and <laughs> you need to be a lawyer. And, you know, and not in very flattering <laughs> ways, you know, throughout my childhood and in my adolescence. And I thought I wanted to be a history professor because oh. history is my, just my love. And so, um, so I went to tech and lived in an apartment. I was telling Shara earlier, <clears throat> you know, it's been a long time since you were in school when your apartment building has been torn down <laughs> and paved over. <laughs> um, did you live in the tech village that's no longer there? I did. Okay. I know. <laughs> and I had, yes, because my mom wanted me to live with one of my, or t- both of my sisters, and I just said, I can't do it. I've done that for 18 years. And, <laughs> 
you know, they leave the drawers open and they leave their curling irons on and I walk through and, you know, the curling iron falls and it burns my foot. They're they're literally out to get you, it sounds like. And I just said, I've done that and (laughs) I want to, don't don't want to do it anymore. So I lived there and then I majored in history and minored in English psychology and... Did you have Dr. Birdwell? I did not have Birdie. What? But no, no, I don't know. Dang, y'all I, but he was there. Us. But he was there when I was there. And so then I minored in French and English wow. and psychology and political science. Okay. And my major was history. And then after that, I went to Vanderbilt and graduated in 1997. I don't know how I decided to be a lawyer, except I always knew I wanted to give back, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, um, I'm always one to champion the underdog because mm, I, like I root that. for Vanderbilt football. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm accustomed to losing, but you know, we hope we just, we hope. Yeah. And so, um, what type of law do you practice? I have a general practice. I do probate, uh, wills and estates, um, some, some elder law with advanced directives and, um, things of that nature. I do criminal defense and, uh, do family law. We do boundary line cases, uh, child welfare law. So dependency and neglect work. Mm, That's a Um, lot. You do a little bit of everything. Well, but you know, if you're in a small town, you've got to, the two things I will never do are tax law and, and bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I don't not going to do it. I don't, you know, no. I mean, you do it. Too you many want. numbers. So, um, one of the most impressive things that really got me impressed about Sarah after the haunted tour. I mean, like, I'm okay, really well, impressed. Okay, so <laughs> like, we go on the haunted tour and find out, you know, a little bit about her. Clark and Sherry telling me on the way back, and Joe and Chandra when we're having dinner. And they did so, they go too? Yeah, what? Th- Chandra, did, Chandra did. Yeah, Chandra came did to the haunted she? tour. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Joe, you know Joe. He's uh, he's he's gotten like old man. He wants to go home and go bed. Bless, um, bless. <laughs> um, so, but no, but Joe and Chandra. So like they pull out a picture of Joe's junior rodeo days, and they're like, "Here's this and this person." They're like, "Sarah Cripps." I was like, "Sarah rides horses." They were like, "Sarah does whatever she wants to do." Like, Joe's like, like, yeah, like, no big deal. And I'm like, they're like, she also water skis. And I'm like, do, do what? Like, they, they just, nothing stops her. Like, I so you, I think probably you being a lawyer, like, you've just overcame. Like, you did what you want when you wanted. Well, you know, growing up, I always had this philosophy if, you know, and, and I, I've had a lot of fractures and had to be sewn up. But I was like, okay, well, whatever happens to me, dad will fix it. (laughs) Got a doctor. He wasn't always happy, (laughs) but he would, quote, fix it. You know, he'd set fractures and sew me up and, uh, you know, any manner of things. And so I always felt like, you know, and that's a kind of a crazy view to have because there's some things that clearly are not fixable. But um, oh, but it, you wanted it, it to live for us, and so uh, you know, I slalom skied. I used to go about every day. I mean, I was serious into it. I had a wetsuit and tried to go early before the season started. And the wow. best thing that I remember learning about my wetsuit is you could warm yourself up if you peed in your wetsuit. <laughs> tip out there for all you yeah, wakeboarders everybody this fall, yeah and see, now it's all wakeboarding but we yeah, kneeboarded yeah, and water skied yeah. and then i got involved with um 
Western Pleasure Showmanship and, and Halter Showmanship and then High School Rodeo with Joe. And Joe um, would give me directions, you know, so I did the goat tying. What? And so we had applied to the FCC for a crystal because we had a he had like a police radio and I had a small receiver and so because I didn't you know not that I was ashamed of it because at first we didn't have it and he would have to they'd have to ask everybody to be quiet so I could hear little Joe Mm -hmm. you know his voice is not really loud (laughs) and so I would connect an earplug to it and run it up on the inside of my shirt and people would say things like you know is your horse blind well no no the horse knows exactly where what what it's doing but i need so we would use this little receiver transmitter and we had to make sure that the um transmission was secure and that you know the cops couldn't break up our signal or then i would really be (laughs) i would be in a in a place not a good place and so uh that's how we did all the rodeo stuff y'all were like bluetooth before bluetooth Yes, except it had an antenna. You know what those are? <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. yeah it yeah. had an antenna, and uh, but my little trans, you know, my little receiver, it could only receive. Now Joe could, I guess, if he wanted to communicate with other people, could go to other channels and receive and transmit. But that's how we did all that. No, I'm not a horse farm person, rodeo person. Uh-oh. So what you're I saying know. is he would tell you where to go and where how to yes and keep in mind he would be standing at the other arena so joe is and you you think this may be easy but he would always be standing in front of me okay way down at the other end so it all was backwards yeah his left is your right Right. and And the dang goat is moving yes and he never screwed up like he was He's amazing with that. Good. I need to test him and see if he could. I do. think y'all, you should come over to the house yeah. sometime I'm at the coming. arena. And see, CG is just floored, Sarah. Every time like she watches Clark calf rope, because uh-huh. she just she's like, this gets more impressive every uh-huh. time I see it. And I mean, I'm like, the first yeah. time I saw it was last year, and I'm like what? It yeah. happened so fast, and everything's moving, and uh. <laughs> the other thing I, re- I will never forget about joe is all of the knots i learned to tie i love I mean, it you know slip knots the triangular knots everything every kind of knot we would re- we would we'll go over those endlessly so you gotta be able to do this so quick cool. you gotta be able to yeah so and so and you so so you so you would rope you would or wait, when you so you just ride down to and to where the goat is staked, and then uh, the way Joe and I did it was, you know, find the rope, and then I know where I'm, what I'm doing. Once you found the rope, mm-hmm. I and love that goat it. Was not coming up. I, love no, I it. never had a goat get up. Never, That's a big ever, deal. Ever. That's that a big deal. When I tie you deal. up, you have been really <laughs> truly tied. I love it. I love so, it. <laughs> and. Um, Let's see. And so a couple of years ago, I went skydiving. Oh, my gosh. And that was really a lot of fun. Oh, wow. I've never done it. it. Loved it. I've I've bungee jumped years ago when that was a thing, Mm -hmm. you know, in Gatlinburg. But I've never skydived. So is it just like everything you thought it would be or is it? I didn't really have a good concept of what it would be. But um, so, you know, the thing that I was not expecting, I mean, you just have to sit on the threshold of the plane and rock yourself a few times and bodily throw yourself out the door and I'm, that's hard to 
come to terms with that you're throwing yourself out into, of a perfectly good plan yeah of a perfectly good plan nothingness yeah. and then you start doing all this somersaulting and going sideways and you know you're traveling at a great rate of speed and i, I had two thoughts like as a, I, these two recurring competing thoughts my ears are killing me because of the descent you know we couldn't control until mm-hmm. we got under canopy and i really hope the shoot opens because if it doesn't it's yeah. been a good run it's but i'm a, done it's been a good it's run a, <laughs> i'm totally done <laughs> did you like lose your breath no I, no I, no you know I what i mean remember. like when you're going real fast sometimes yeah. like it's a lot of pressure you know yeah. in your face and but i mean all that somersaulting and spinning i thought oh my god i'm gonna barf <laughs> what, have I done? what have i done and then you get under canopy and you start you know doing turns and flipping around and that that was fun and wow. it was amazing to me the thing i remember is you know how the the lands the soundscape from the ground you could just hear everything and like you were above the birds mm. oh, and wow. you know normally we're below them and you know the traffic and sounding so distant and you just it was just something else i mean it was so like a bird's eye yes and it was so loud before you get under cannon because you're going at like 120 something miles an hour that's your descent speed and so it's just a roar and then when you go under canopy it's just like a switch is flipped and it's complete silence except for what's below you that's so cool and so uh, uh, cg of course and sarah haven't met and no. i didn't know until no. me and sarah talked on the fort on the phone that she is part of the tennessee council on developmental disabilities mm. yes and so i'm the public policy chair which is the only kind of thing i would want to do so we go to the legislature we come up with you know where we see needs for a bill uh, or I wish Morgan was law, still here. something like that that needs to be passed and we you know it's really fulfilling work because at the council you connect I mean we we take calls from the field all the time for any person who are per, uh, with a disability or a family member if they're needing services you know so much of service access is so Byzantine and um, just it's like a maze for people who aren't familiar or you know i can't imagine doing it without being an attorney Mm. and knowing about bureaucracy and how frustrating it can be and so we connect people to uh, the people in other agencies that they need to talk to and like we we it's just a it's a really good way to help you know with getting legislation uh legislators interested in and advocating and assisting people advocating for and assisting people with disabilities Mm, i love that with us doing the exceptional bean that was one of the things that i learned was i thought that the families knew about all these things and i thought that i was the one learning about it but it was the opposite because a lot of these families are just trying to survive the day, right? And, yeah, it's and get... a struggle. I mean, it's like I say to everybody, and my husband doesn't agree with me on this, but I, I don't care because it's my opinion. Wait, we haven't I talked about it. you getting yeah. married. And so I always <laughs> say, like, oh, yeah, I got one life day. is difficult on its best day. And on yeah. its worst day, it's just, it's almost unbearable. Oh, you know, man. 
-hmm. like and and for families with with kids that need services or the school systems unwilling to provide for certain things it's just um it's frustrating and you know school systems instead of welcoming somebody that has a background with a disability you know when when they see me appear at an iep even for a blind student you know they were very threatened by that like the principal said he could have me removed from campus at one point by the police and i thought i said well i'm ready to go but you'll have to forcibly remove me because i'm not you know i don't want to go and this child needs an advocate and i'm here and so but it's just crazy do you do that statewide or no it was a child in smithville who the decab schools weren't willing to provide a resource teacher for and i'm like i said well how's she going to learn braille how's she going to learn mobility training with a cane you know the white cane you know well she'll just have a companion that assists her in the classroom i said well if that person isn't trained Mm. then it's just another warm body sitting nearby you know and it's not efficacious it's not helpful mm-hmm. so wow. but you know we got that straightened out good wow. sounds That's, like you're a yeah. straightened out type well, of gal yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we got it straightened out <laughs> and um, people did what they needed to. my sister works for uh it's called project pave out of vanderbilt Mm-hmm. And they help, um, she goes around to schools to make sure that they provide the right, um, like, cause not everybody's fully blind even, you know, like no. some people are just, just a percentage, impaired. yeah, mm-hmm. that they have the right tools and she'll go by and she got, um, she got like almost, she's got everything but her doctorate, I think, to do that. And she's been with Project Pave, which they she thought their funding was going to be cut about a year ago or two years ago. And she's been doing this for like, gosh, Know, as long as a kid, 15 years or more and the but they didn't cut the funding like she was really nervous she yeah. t- talked to ryan williams she talked to some people and um they ended up so she, i think they renewed it again for like five years maybe mm-hmm. so but that's another thing from this you know it's like you got to get funding for that yeah. you know and it was yeah so you it's, know it's all about just that stuff difficult here. and uh, there's an excellent website that people can go to it's called tennessee pathfinder Mm-hmm. Okay, and the council, you know, sort of assisted in creating that. Well, I say sort of. We funded it, we helped to create it, and we sort of birthed this new. And you can call them, you can access the website, but it has information about every agency. Okay, I mean there are, you know, multiple agencies that have uh you know deal with people with disabilities like disability rights tennessee if you're Mm -hmm. having trouble getting access to a polling place or you know in my case it used to be that the voting machine did not have um a screen reader you know it didn't have audio so you know i had to tell somebody how i wanted to vote and you know in my family that can be <laughs> a small town can I be like, grounds for know. a throwdown <laughs> so uh it's just good and, and you, then you, you know, gotta trust that they're pushing the right button well for i you. mean I, I, I always my mom would do it and, and okay, or, okay. or somebody who worked at the office and we were usually pretty like-minded so yeah. but you know i couldn't always tell my dad yeah so. i love it i love it yeah but now we have accessible voting machines and things are like that are so important and Mm -hmm. unfortunately unless you 
been affected by it or someone you care about has been affected by it, then you just don't think about things like that. Well, that's true. And you just, it's not that you're against them. That's right. It's when, once you're made aware, that's you, it. you know, you can say, oh gosh, I never, that's it. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. And majority of people are that way. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to help. They just don't know how. They don't know or, how. Yeah. Uh-huh. We got to uh-huh. let them know. And so, and Sarah, you're pretty open. Like if someone out there is listening to this and they're local and they want more information, they could give you a call. And Yeah, that's my job as a representative on the council from the Upper Cumberland District. This is my district. So, oh, um they're so lucky to have you. Can you can call my office at 615-597-2989 if you have questions or you need me to put you in contact with our executive director who is marvelous, Lauren Piercy. And she tracks every inquiry and tracks the result of every inquiry. Dang. It is amazing. I know. Wow. I'm like, Lord, I don't even know how you do that. That's pretty cool. That's yeah, very cool. it's it's just wonderful. Yeah, so, and you and you as well are involved with the animal shelter in Smithville as well, correct? Well, yes, I rep. I'm their attorney, and then somehow they asked me to be on the board, and then um, things further deteriorated to the point where I'm now the president <laughs> of the board. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I love it. I love that. We, we, uh, we took, uh, we always like to support the shelter. Clark and, uh, Shara, like with CNS farms, they'll take meat over there. Aww. And then, um, we took Ruby. Well, I met, uh, saw Sarah there one day when we took Ruby to get a bath. Um, they were doing like $10 baths, you know, where they would wash your. Oh yes. We had a car, w- a car wash. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> that. A pet wash. We had a dog wash at our office. I love yeah. that. At our office. Yeah. yeah. And, um. You know, hooked up two ho- two hoses to a spigot with a splitter and just went to town. Yeah, and they raised money. That. And then, so, and then that's the when you did the walk in October. So, you mm-hmm. are going to do the walk again, the haunted yes. walk. Yay! Yes. And so fun. We raised almost $8,000 that's from that amazing. walk the last time I did it. I know, but people love murder. Uh, I love <laughs> murder. You know, it's so true crime. Women, is, women yeah. love true crime. Yeah. Well, and, and there's so much history so in tell Smithfield. Us how to, when is it, and how do we go? And, or is there a website that tells about it or something? Well, follow Summer Luna on Facebook. She, Summer, Luna. Summer, <laughs> yeah, Summer posts I, anything know, and I, everything I, going on in Smithfield. The <laughs> dates are at the end of October, but okay. honestly, don't. I, yeah. I'll have to text somebody and y'all can. We will we'll, we'll put, it out, to there. put it out and there. Again, if you go to like Hip Smithfield too, it'll probably be posted in there um, on Insta, you know Instagram. Like I said, Summer Luna posts everything that happens, and we'll post it on the Realty Firm Smithfield's page as it's well. It's really cool because, like, in one of the cases, I mean, I got to talk to my dad about about it because he was the medical examiner at the time and so he was there on the murder scene actually the person was killed on mine and my mom's birthday we have the same birthday so he was up there investigating a homicide and uh on our birthday so it's you know that's something and so uh, but he remembers all about you know what he discovered and can tell me this is what i found this isn't just like stories i mean these are like no, that was, this is for real, I mean, for real. Yes, because I don't do well with everything. Fiction. Was <laughs> so everything that we did on that tour was for real. I mean, I pulled the old uh, criminal files, wow. trial files. There was quite a bit of crime in Smithville. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, we yes. like we went to different houses. There were like these two doll houses across from each yes. other. That was one of my favorites. And and there um, were two murders in one of the yeah. the homes. And I yeah. didn't. I just thought some of that might have been like a little bit. Yeah, amped up. But for the tour it no. wasn't 
No. Oh, wow. And I we did a it. special on WCTE about it. I love about it. About some of these old homes and the, and the murders and that took place in the twin homes. I love that it. That brothers built for it, 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 their it, wives who were sisters. Yeah. yeah, it. Let me tell you, like I just didn't realize there was that much, you know, yeah, um, that much murder that happened in Smithville. I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to come. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna I be fun. That. So, um, but yeah, thank you like so much for being here. Well, let today. me tell you about Mac. Please, yes. oh, is that the husband? That's, that's the husband. I mean, that's the husband. I love it. I love it. Like, I messed well, my like, finger up, so I'm having to wear all my rings on the. Right hand Maybe because my left hand is, yeah, I hope, well, I haven't told him, so <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm going to have to go Sarah. see my brother-in-law about that. Some <laughs> things, if I don't want him to know, I just go yeah. to another doctor. There you go. Yeah. Um, so I, I uh, did some clerkships in, in law school. One was I clerk for Judge Martha Craig Daughtry on the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, our federal court. That's the court below the Supremes. Mm-hmm. The big Supremes. And then I did one for a criminal court judge, Judge Jerry Smith, and uh, I had applied for a job with the public defender's office in Cookville with David Brady at the time. And uh, so my husband has con- had congenital cataracts, and he's 20 years older than me. I know, but it's okay. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. And um, <laughs> so it took you, Don, a minute to adjust, but it's okay. But he got there. Yeah, you, Don, got there. My sister Rachel said, you just have a good time, and I'll take care of Daddy. I love that. So um, he called me, and uh, I thought, well, he needs an extension to file a brief or something, you know. Well, David Brady had sent Mac my resume because Mac is mostly blind as well. And Mac is the elected public defender of Blount County, you know, up in East Tennessee. And so he wanted to know, what can a blind attorney do? You know, I I don't know if I need to interview her. Can she work in a courtroom? And he knew Mac would know because Mac is that way himself. But Mac is not totally blind. I mean, he can, his glasses could start a fire. No joke. Like, he has burned himself (laughs) by holding his glasses above his hand to see if he could. And he he has burned himself. Yeah. And, um... So he called me, and I was I called him back, and I said, yeah, "Mr. Garner, this is Sarah Cripps." And he goes, "Oh, call me Mac. Uh, uh, I was born with congenital cataracts. How? Why are you blind?" And I said, "Do you need something from the court? Do you need?" No, I just wanted to talk. I said, "Well, I barely know. I don't even know you, and I think yeah. that's a little personal." And so he said, uh, well, I'd like to get to know you better. I got your resume. And um, I said, well, do you have a job? No, I didn't have any jobs. He said he'd like to start calling me at home. And I said, well, I'm not going to wait for any man to call me. I have a full life. But if I'm there and you call, I will answer. So I was really tough. And then we started seeing each other on the weekends. Because, of course, it's like conducting an orchestra to get together because he has to be driven or somebody has to go get him. And then I go up there on some weekends, and he comes here. So, and then we, um, 
he came to Nashville, and that's when we went on our first. We went to lunch, and uh, Max says we went on a blind date, but that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> anyway, that's and awful. then so we got married in two thousand, and that's that's that story. So wow. y'all been married twenty three years then. If we make it to September twenty second, then it, if you make it, yeah. Okay. He said he wanted to get married on Bilbo Baggins's birthday. I don't even know who that is. When I told my mom, it was a Friday, and I said, Mom, Mac wants to get married on Bilbo's birthday. She said, who the hell is Bilbo Baggins? <laughs> I said, he's a hobbit. And Mac was, we, made me read Lord of the Rings. She goes, well, what in the hell is a hobbit? <laughs> I said, well, it's a little creature with fuzzy feet, and they live in a hobbit hole. And Mama said, she was she was upset because the wedding was going to be on a Friday and not a Saturday. Oh no! And that was I was oh, yeah. toying with convention and tradition. Yes, 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 yes. So anyway, but after I educated her about Bilbo Baggins and who and what Bilbo was, she kind of came around to it, and that's what we did. That's so oh, funny. I love that. Yeah. Um, so do y'all live in Smithville? No, Mac lives in... See, this is the reason I'm still married. That's it. Commuter we see each the other key. on the weekends mm-hmm. and the during trick. vacation. And the rest of the time, you know, I can go and do. And yeah. I say I'm married two days a week and I'm single five <laughs> days a week. That's <laughs> not true. That's what I, I say. I was just like, oh, that's yeah. I have a, my old boss in Atlanta. She has the same situation. She's got a commuter marriage. And she's like, that's a trick. That's why I'm so it's happy. It's all what you're... You, what you, you know, once you've established that routine, it's yeah. like we both know the routine. We yes. talk every night. We're both avid baseball fans. And Are you a Braves fan? I like the Braves in the National League. And in the American League, I like uh, the Red Sox. And okay. Mac likes the Astros. And they're okay. good. We like any team that's beating the Yankees is what we oh, say. Oh, they are not Yankees fans. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, the evil empire. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so you, Mac, y'all live. So y'all. So does he come to Smithfield? Then he'll come. Like he's coming this weekend, and yeah. next weekend I'm going up there, and then he'll come. Exciting and, though. Yeah. It's like fun, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and it's a lot quieter up there um, mm. because you know I. My my grandmother used to have a scanner, and of course, every time anything would happen, she'd be the first to know. Well, your sister's been pulled over. <laughs> Uh, she's getting a ticket and you know whatever and and if we ever hear sirens i've called my grandmother hey what, what's going on do you know mac always said you're the nosiest human i know That's but when i go up there i don't have i don't have all that so, so you kind of really, feel like you're away quiet. no yeah. connection no i don't have any sources and uh-huh. up there it's like everybody grew up in a cove and you know, nobody cares about what's going on in anybody else's business. Wow. So very it's unlike really Smith. Very unlike Smithville. Huh? Yes, but mm. I like to know. Uh, I yeah, like I like. To I like know. that she knows, and that now I have her number. Yeah. And when I like, you know, they say something, I can be like, "Hey, Sarah, what's going yeah. on? Here? What's going Question. on over there?" Yeah, and then she's gonna shoot me straight. So yes, it. no. I mean, it's it's awesome. Like I just at the I literally just like you're like a celebrity to me oh. in Smithville. Like I'm like. <laughs> Do you think Sarah Cripps will come on the podcast? Like, do you think she will? You think we can like, get her? I'm like nervous so to talk, talk to, to her. my sister Martha, and Martha calls me and says, I'm your agent. Martha's your booking agent. Yeah, that's what she said. And uh, she said, um, you need to do this podcast, and I'm going to send you Natalie's phone number. Thanks, Martha. And I Good said, looking Martha, who is Natalie? <laughs> well, you know Joe's boy, Clark. Yes, well, that's his girlfriend. I so said, oh, Joe is how we got you, really. Yeah, Really, it's all about Joe. It's all, it's about, all Joe. about Joe. Yeah. 
Thanks, so, Joe. Thanks, Joe. I mean, I yeah. have really enjoyed getting to know you, and these stories are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And you know, just the your parents and them being your advocate, and it's so cool. And I just I'm and really her sister, in awe. like, and then her sister last week at the gym. Her sister comes to the gym and works out, and you know, or I go you into, do, yeah. Okay. And I go into the gym, and like, I'm in like my zone, you know, like, yeah. and I, I don't really talk to people. I'm in there for like 20, 30 minutes, get my stuff done, and I'm out. And I've seen her in there before. She came and introduced herself to me okay. last week to tell me who she was. Is Martha? Yeah. Okay. And I was like, oh, great. But I'd seen her in there. She's like a beast. She's like in there like working out. Like uh, she's physically fit. Martha works out and I have a body built by chocolate. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. But so I was like, yeah, so she's your, she is like your go-to. Like she and you are tight then. Yes. Most days. Now, yeah. And Martha, but now Martha is, is very, um driven in that way that i'm not That's you know okay. i Everybody's just say strings. okay i i like to think i can whip anybody's ass and i probably can I love I, it. but i, I tell like myself that i can i love you know? it i love it it's all about yeah. attitude right and i always say martha's the queen of the dojo because she goes in there and likes to help people with their training and she likes to tell people exercises to do and strengthening because she's a physical therapist well now oh. that i know that i'm gonna let her like i'll be like hey what do you think else oh, I she'll should take do? over your whole life i love it well hey she's in great physical shape like you could tell i was like oh she's been in here like she's just she's i still consistent. think i could whip her i love <laughs> it probably might be good <laughs> probably sounds like you yeah. could so but yeah um anything else you want to tell us like about you or any advice you might have out there to anybody who's um, you know, I'm an experiential liver, so I feel like life is comprised of experiences that you can't get in books. Now, don't get me wrong, I love to read, but Mac's approach is, I'll say, well, wouldn't you love to go to Italy and do so-and-so? Well, I've read about it. <laughs> Damn it, Mac. <laughs> you sometimes have to do. You have to go through, and, you know, we love to canoe, and I, I, he does do that with me. That's great. But the funny part is, is I'm the, I'm the steerer. Because he has to be in front so he can see the farthest. So it's all, oh, all you. you know, bass backwards with yes. us. And, uh, but, it, but we make it work. I, I love, love it. That. I love it. I, I love like it, it too because I like to be in control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here well, today. Well, thank you guys for having me. I think this is a great thing that you do. And I've sometimes thought about maybe doing a podcast but you need a it would just be bullshit uh, but need, that's the best kind. you know coffee and bullshit that kind that of be the that could be the title and do you know how many people would listen to that i mean a lot <laughs> probably my family if i paid them no, no i would do it listen to it <laughs> so, I, mean, I only have like two or three others besides ours i listen no to I've, so. I've always done whatever i wanted if i wanted to drive i would drive if i wanted to like i have a jet ski and people always get nervous when they see me backing <laughs> it off the trailer is the, isn't that girl blind <laughs> yeah well does she need help well no she knows how to operate her own jet ski you know wow but yeah i mean I love it. it's just fun you know and and i i enjoyed driving i used to have a jeep it was an old renegade and it had a winch on the front it was the boss i love that and uh it was just it was a manual transmission and uh uh, we had a lot of fun with that. No limits. No, no. no limits. And the police chief called my dad one day, <laughs> and he said, "And my dad had this little white stick shift truck. This is funny, and then I'll shut up." <laughs> Love and it. so mom picked me up. I was in high school, and I said, "Hey, can I drive home?" 
from school. Yeah. Ooh. And she goes, yeah. Yeah. So I hop in and we take off and, you know, the school's there on 70. And we get home with that incident. She just gives me, you know, left, left. Okay, you got a turn coming up. And I was good at a manual transmission. When it got to automatics, I, I didn't, I, I had more trouble with them for some mm. reason. Yeah, because I think they're just more sensitive in general. But I loved working the clutch and all that. So we get home, and um, that night my dad comes in, and he goes, well, I need to talk to you and your mom. I said, oh. I thought, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, that's never good. And um, he said, uh, I received a phone call today. I said, oh, really? And I tried to be interested. And he said, um, Chief Harrison Bowling called today. I said, really, what did he want? He said, well, the call went this way. Uh, Doc, I need to talk to you about your daughter driving. <laughs> and Dad goes, yeah, Martha and Rachel, they have their licenses, you know. So he said, no, Doc, it was the blonde one. <laughs> and he goes, well, I'll talk with her mother about that. You know, clearly we didn't know, and, you know, that won't happen again. And he said, well, Doc, your, your wife was in the passenger seat. Daddy said, oh. well, sometimes she likes, they let, we let her drive in the neighborhood. And he goes, Doc, she was pulling out of the high school parking lot. <laughs> oh, and Dad said, well, do you think there's any way we could get her a license? He said, no, Doc. So Daddy said, well, I'll, I'll talk to him about it. I had no idea. So that didn't go over well with you, Don. I mean, mm -hmm. he was all about me driving, but he just said, it's probably not a good idea to pull out of the school parking lot where the officers are working traffic and reporting to their boss. <laughs> I, I said, right. that makes sense. You like, know. note to self. I get it. I, I mean. Yeah. I and I didn't have any troubles. Yeah, I didn't wreck. It was yeah. a clean sweep. Mom was with me. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Yeah, I have wrecked. I've hit mailboxes and COVID. I mean, hey, same. Natalie has I, hit more than you, I guarantee I probably it. wrecked more than you, Sarah. I'd be willing like, to bet. My insurance agent called my parents, and I was in college or high school one, and said, um, you don't hit, you don't barely bump somebody going to speak to you. <laughs> like, so I always say that Martha, she goes to driver school every year or so just to have an old home week with the instructor. She says she misses him. They know each other real well because she's been so many times. Hilarious. Uh, yeah. Calling Martha she's out. She's the world's yeah. worst. She's a terrible driver. Natalie, you've done good. Well, maybe me, me and her might need to stay away from each other on the streets of Smithfield. If and you no. ride with her, it will improve your prayer life. If you have I don't know, yeah. Clark. We were driving out toward, uh, you'll know this, living in the Midway area. And uh, like, it kind of drops off a couple of places. But like, yeah. we're going around curves. we got a Renee's to eat, which I've told you about Renee's. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, Clark's, oh, 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 oh. And I was like, what? And he's like, you're on the edge. And it's I was like, fine. I'm in my lane. Grab your oh shit handle. That's right. right. Up over there. That's yeah. right. I'm putting him in the car with Sarah. I'm like, listen, she'll get you, you straight. You think I'm bad? You got to ride with Sarah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Again, thank you so, thank so you much for being here. We appreciate it. Sarah. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. We'll chat with you again next week.